Hello, everybody. Um, okay, so today I want to talk about how to feel fulfilled and successful with minimalism. So first and foremost, a lot of you guys ask, what's this bed about? And just to clarify, this is our guest room bed. So this uh, is obviously for people who are not used to sleeping on the floor. We like to have our grandmas come over and visit our children and have other friends be able to stay over as well. So we do have a bed in this house for the guests. So minimalism is an awesome tool to question whether or not things people, thoughts, places, events, habits, add value to your life or not. But often it's not as easy to get into the groove with it as it might seem. You know, um, we've talked about the vicious minimalist cycle where you can sort of get rid of everything and then feel bored or like, what, are, what am I doing here? And just let that cycle of abundance flow back in and just be on this repetitive, unfulfilling sort of thing. We also have the video on four signs you're doing minimalism wrong. But what I wanna get to is how you can effectively feel satisfied and successful through minimalism. So I'm gonna break this down into two parts. The first part is going to be planning and preparation, and the second part is gonna be execution, and I'm gonna share with you guys what it is that I do. So part number one, I uh, would encourage you to get a piece of paper or journal out and write down what do you want in your life, what it is that you think you want and what you think will satiate that want. So for example, it might be something as simple as I want to be happy. And I really would like for myself, I try to make it as accurately as possible. Like for me, it, it doesn't really matter what happens in my life as long as I'm happy. I'm healthy, I'm growing and enjoying my life experience and I'm contributing value back into the world. I'm not leeching or you know, causing disruption or unhappiness for other people because um, you know, I'm trying to leech all the resources just to be happy on my own. That would not make me feel happy or purposeful. So if you can find for yourself quite accurately what it is you want out of your life and write that down, and then after that, I go into what's called reflection. And I do um, conscious reflection and also uh, factual reflection, which means that consciously I ask myself, is this what I've been pursuing? So I'm gonna just go ahead and throw myself under the bus. For the last two years, I've been focusing on building business really hard, thinking that what I wanted was happiness and freedom of, uh, financial resources and time with my family and my children. And with that, I pursued business for two years and after two years realized that I actually sacrificed um, financial resources, time with my family and my children in order to build that business that I thought was gonna give it to me in the first place. So we all go through this process. You know, I've, I've done it a couple times now in my life where I'm like, well, wait, okay, wait, back up. This is not going the right way. So why don't you sit down and reflect what it is that you're trying to gain. Obviously, we're trying to gain what we put down for number one. And is that really helping you? Another, um, what I like to call factual reflection that I do for myself is I start digging through my credit card and bank account history. Since minimalism is an awesome tool that can start from the outside first and turn inward, um, it makes it really tangible and easy to sort of calculate what has been going on and whether or not we're following the path that we actually wanna go down. And so for me to be able to 
I mean, I'm really hard on myself. I will write down like, you know, food, clothing, or excessive items, work items, props, etc. I like categorize them and I try to figure out how much I really spent. And then as I'm decluttering the house, I'm visually observing what of these things truly added value and sort of reflecting on what state of mind I was in or what I had told myself would justify the purchase or the acquisition of these certain items. And then I also calculate the numbers and I ask myself, hmm, was that worth the financial, just the financial and the time output because that's what I sacrificed was time and financial resources. You know, there's certain things that you have to like, so to speak, count your losses just so that you are aware. And sometimes it's not a fun thing to do, but reflecting on an honest uh, state of mind is the only real way that you can get really clear and sort of recalibrate and adjust that perspective. Number three, set a plan. So your plan might be, depending on where you're at, um, getting rid of your stuff, using your stuff, minimizing your stuff. It could be um, saving your money, getting out of debt, um, changing your job. I, I don't know what it is that you need to do for yourself, but check what you can do immediately, midterm and long-term and sort of set a plan for that. So with that being said, I'm gonna move into part two, which is execution. And planning is a really good thing, but you can plan all day long. And if you don't execute, then you probably won't be successful, right? So for me, the execution steps I take are three steps. Number one, it's stop the cycle. So whether you choose to keep your stuff or not, enjoy what you have or don't have, at the end of the day, you need to stop the cycle. So you need to stop the cycle of bringing in things that don't truly add value to you in your life. And that is simply by not buying new stuff, um, not accepting things. It is a weird thing to feel when somebody's like, hey, I have extra yoga mats. Do you want some since you do yoga? And I'm like, hmm, well, I probably get about 10 new mats every other month from companies who send them to me and I don't need new ones. No, thank you. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing, but it's a habit that needs to be created and formed. So stop the cycle. Number two, think. I like to think of three things. Number one, I like to think of other alternatives. So if I am needing, for example, the kids needed some index cards for learning time. Um, we call homeschool learning time. And so we had run out of index cards that we had had for a while. And I had forgotten that I had placed in one of our garage sale boxes, a stack of like cardstock that I wasn't using and wanted to sell for somebody else to potentially use or put to use. And I said, oh, well, rather than having to go to the store using the gas and the time to go acquire new index cards, I could just cut these up and utilize them as index cards. So that's what we did. So looking for different alternatives and to make that sort of the first go-to is like, what's an alternative for this? Second is obviously ask, does this add value to my life? A lot of th times things do add value. Index cards would have add value to our learning time, but did we really need to go out and buy it or were the resources, again, the alternative that we could have used here in the house. And then thirdly, I'm looking at my notes here, um, what can you swap and trade? For example, if somebody is giving you a new yoga mat or they're giving you a new shirt that you might like to keep, you know, it's a gift or you need something. Um, I have this horrible tendency to buy something that I think I'm gonna need right before I actually need it. So then I end up with two of these items. And then what happens is I end up not needing it or finding a different alternative. And now I have these two items that are not being used. One didn't get finished 
finished and a new one that still hasn't been opened. So it's really important to ask yourself, like, do I really need this now? An example of this is my face wash. You guys have seen my minimalist face wash routine. I use the oil, the Acure um, Moroccan Argan Oil, and I ran out of that and I was like, I could buy another one. And it's like, yeah, it's only 16 bucks, but I stopped and I did the reflection, I did the calculation. If I buy one of these oils every single month for $16, how much is that gonna cost me on an annual basis? How much money did I spend in five years? Is it worth it to me? Does it add value? Well, I have a ton of other essential oils, as you guys know. So my alternative was I mixed it with coconut oil, put it back in that same jar that I was about to throw away and mixed it with essential oils that I already had. So I technically did not need to buy a new argan oil. Do I like the argan oil? Yeah. Is it my most preferred way of moisturizing my face at the moment? Yeah, but I don't need it. So that is stopping the cycle. That is thinking consciously adding value to my life instead of acquiring a new uh, consumable item that's just going to cause the other consumable items to sit on the shelf. So number three is to fill up on value. This is the most important step to really feeling successful in minimalism. And it has been for me in the sense that um, it took a really long time to feel fulfilled by the idea of getting creative and saying, hey, I don't have to buy a new oil. Now it's just like this game where I'm like, if I need something new, I try really hard to not go and have to consume. Um, and you know, to the point, obviously, there's certain things that we really need. Um, love needed new pants. They didn't fit. They, she's had these pants since she was like two years old. We just went to Goodwill recently and got her three new pairs of pants because she needed them. So it's not about uh, making yourself miserable because you don't wanna consume. Obviously, if it adds value to you in your life, you wanna allow that into your life, but also you want to replace or fill up with something more valuable. For example, I have removed all games from my phone that don't add value in my life, but what I've replaced them with is Duolingo, um, a program that helps me read music faster. And I have things like Brain Games, Elevate, and Rosetta Stone, I believe, has a brain, another company like that has another brain game that helps me learn to be more precise and just exercise my brain and memory and stuff like that. So there's still games, but I just filled them and swapped them with adding value or games that I felt like would add value. And I find that I play games a lot less because I utilize these for what adds value and meaning to my life. And then I'm not just mindlessly, you know, going off on something that is meaningless. And at the same time too, I will say there's a game called Heyday that I've played for a long time that I still keep on my phone. And once in a while, once in a blue moon, I get on there and harvest my crops. So there are certain things that maybe you can't really justify adds value, but you simply enjoy them. And that's completely okay too. As long as you're thoughtful and conscious about it, you're gonna find that the result is gonna be very beneficial and successful for you. Believe it or not, most things that you welcome into your life are going to create a task list of things to do. For example, I have a piano and my task list is learn to read music better, 
learned to play all these pieces all these pieces in all my books and I have like about 10 or a dozen books that I'm probably never going to get through and um, hopefully learn to write my own music on a piano better you know it's just a whole task list so realize that the reason we feel like we don't have a lot of time is because all these items come with these mini little task lists that we hope that eventually someday we'll have enough time to get to but if we don't stop that cycle we're never going to get to it so really pick a few things and be really accurate about it if you want to keep your piano ask yourself what kind of time commitment am i going to have make for this and you know is this something that's really doable at this time it it doesn't mean that you can't play piano in the future it just might not be in your present moment and that is sort of the realization that happened to me when i wanted a sewing machine and a piano and a djembe drum and my ukulele and to learn how to do gymnastics and to free dive and to do photography and video you know there's only so many hobbies you can do and if you want to rotate those out and do one every single day that's really awesome if it adds value to your life but at the end of the day if you really want to enjoy and master your craft it's really hard when you have like 20 different crafts sitting around waiting to get done. So with that being said, this is starting to run along and I think I've got like just all my, <laughs> I'm like really aggressive in the way I'm talking this week. So thank you guys for just like taking my non-emotional soft approach. But um, I hope this video has been really helpful in helping you execute, plan and execute ways to be successful and fulfilled with minimalism. Really take number three, which is fill your space and time with value and link that up to number one of planning, which is what do you want out of your life? If you want more connective, meaningful relationships, how can you fill your extra time and space with things that are gonna help add value to your life by bringing in more connective and meaningful relationships. If you have any questions, ask them in the comments below. Thank you for joining me as always. If you're new, welcome to the channel. We like talking about amazing, fun ideas and sharing our journey, encouraging one another to succeed and be empowered and to live a more positively meaningful life. Subscribe if you haven't. Let me know you like this video by hitting like and let me know in the comments what more you wanna see. It's been a lot of fun and yeah, thank you for just letting me be. Blah, 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 blah. today <laughs> it was a lot of fun and i'll see you guys on the next video ciao